Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to the pod. Uh, I'm I'm excited to dive into this episode with you because I'm going to be chit chatting back and forth here with a guest. Um, I love doing interviews. They they add so much more spark. So I'm not just you know talking back and forth with myself here. Um, but I do want to remind you before we get into that that I have a free webinar coming up on Tuesday, March 12th, and I would love for you to come on and jam with me live for an hour on that Tuesday. And specifically, what I want to help you with is your spring marketing. So if you're a health and fitness professional and you're looking to perhaps launch an online program, maybe you've thought about online training, or maybe you're just looking to increase your online presence so that you can attract clients from online uh, marketing streams, you're definitely not going to want to miss this. We're going to be going in depth on how to lay out a really solid and effective spring marketing plan so that you can attract the clients in that you want. And, you know, there's specific time windows and certain strategies that I I teach my students in our programs that I want to go over in, in this webinar with you. Because one of the biggest things that I see fitness professionals making a mistake with for their online marketing is that A, they're either not marketing long enough, B, they don't know how to communicate their offer, or C, they're just not using the right languaging to be able to attract in exactly who they want. So we're going to be diving into all that and giving you some specifics. So you definitely want to come with your pen and your paper to make lots of notes. Uh, I'm going to leave the link here in the show notes, but it is www.ilaunch.vip slash webinar. ilaunch dot VIP slash webinar. Again, that'll be in the show notes here for you. So go sign up, save your spot, and I will see you on March 12th. All right. I want you to buckle in for a pretty interesting topic, something that I haven't had here yet on my show. And we're actually doing a dual recording. So we have Brenda Johnston here. Hey, guys. And Sarah Fennell, whichever podcast you're listening to. Obviously, if it's the Fulfillment Project, you know me, Sarah. And Brenda. If it's The Limitless Life, then you know me. Yeah. <laughs> P.S. If you're not listening to either, then the get on that. <laughs> okay. So Brenda and I want to talk about spirituality and how we incorporate that with business and how you can start to utilize that in business as well. And this is actually a topic that I've been a little resistant to talk about or even bring into these episodes out here on my show or on social media because of a judgment factor. And we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And actually, Brenda being a part of my life has actually opened me more up to spirituality and my gifts and awareness. And it's something that you incorporate a lot into your business and into practice with your clients. Yeah. And even for me, it's still a little bit weird. Um, Because, like, there's a misconception about what spirituality is. So you go through a judgment of stuff. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. And that's the the biggest thing with me is, and I think we all look around at different people, the comparison thing, and we're going to bring that (laughs) into this talk. And, you know, as professionals who are looking for clients, we want to present ourselves in a certain manner. 
And I'm sure even you listening here, you can think about some certain things that you don't do or say or talk about publicly out of fear of being judged the wrong way and not taken professionally. And I think too, in a lot of situations, like you and I both went through the nutrition stuff. Those pe- they speak in a certain way. They use a certain tone of voice. They use certain words. And so we get in our head, it's like, well, if I'm not speaking exactly like that and I'm not coming off as super professional, then people are not going to take me seriously. But you have to learn that you have to just be you because you met me when I was not being me and it was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the more you come into your own authenticness, the more and the more you're comfortable with it, the more you want to talk about it, which is why we're sitting down here and doing this talk. Excuse me. (coughs) So first, let's, I would love, Brenda, what does spirituality mean to you? Because this word can mean a lot of different things to different people. Yeah, so that's a really good question. And we were talking about this. And it was funny because I had never really sat down to think about what it did mean to me. And so for me, it's really about following that feeling that you get inside of you. It's about really stepping into listening to yourself and trusting yourself and knowing that the decisions you're making and the things you're doing are right because you're being guided. Maybe, yeah, maybe we're being guided from source above us. But at the end of the day, we're, we are guiding ourselves. It's all inside of us. We just don't listen. Mm. I love that. And that's exactly what it means to me. It's, you know, it's, it means looking within. And I think far too many people are looking for answers on the outside. Mm-hmm. And the more that I have trusted my own internal guidance and what feels good for me, the better I feel about making those decisions and actually the better results I have. And I truly believe that you have all the answers and guidance within you. The problem is most people just aren't listening. Yeah. And the other thing that happens, and we both experienced this, if you are filling your body with crap, it, it dulls the battery of your internal guidance system. And so it makes it impossible to listen to that. It makes it impossible to trust because all that happens is the self-doubt comes in. So, and I mean, I've learned this, especially in the last couple of months, because you and I kind of, we stopped eating a lot of meat. We took some dairy out of our life. And in January, we both felt amazing. Oh God, so clear headed. So just on fire. And then the last couple of weeks, I started drinking more because I had some parties to go to and I was eating a lot of cheese and there was meat there and it just, I was a wreck for a week. I was not, I didn't feel good. My head wasn't clear. I was second guessing everything. Like everything I did, I second guessed. If you would have asked me to answer a question, it would take me like two days to figure out the answers. So we have to be aware of that too. I think you made a really good point there. And I think we've all had instances where you feel alive and in tune and clear and on fire and you have all these ideas coming to you, you know, when you were vibing at your highest. And when we can learn how to get in those states, this is when I feel we actually truly tap in to that source and guidance to give us those answers. 
Mm-hmm. And I actually had what I would call a quote-unquote spiritual awakening back in January uh, when we were going all through that. So Brenda and I, you know, we became vegan. We took out all animal products from our diet. Um, you know, every now and then, like, we did that s- strictly for four weeks, felt incredible. And I had the same experience as you. Out at restaurants, I know some, like, dairy and some cheese products were in stuff, and I felt the difference. But when I was truly clear and clean... I had this moment, I was woken up in the middle of the night, it was about three o'clock in the morning, wide awake, and I could hear this voice inside of me telling me to get up, to get up out of bed. And I remember I grabbed my phone off the nightstand, I look at the time, it's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm thinking, why am I feeling this pull to get up and out of bed? And then I started having these flashes of all the marketing that Joe and I had to do for the next year for our goals and ambitions of what we're doing, like literally this path was visually shown to me and laid out of what we needed to do. And then I felt this even bigger pull to get up and out of bed and start to work. So I actually laid there for a good 30 or 40 minutes. And then it was literally this something behind me was pushing me up out of bed. So I got up, I got out of bed and I started working at 3.30 in the morning. I remember I messaged you, Brenda. (laughs) And I was on this high for about a week. And I mean, we, uh, and everything that happened in January, we had an amazing income month, finished early bird for our ticket sales for the Canadian Fitness Business Summit, filled our mentorship, you know, got our mastermind people in place and all these amazing things just started to unfold because I listened to this internal guidance, but I was able to hear it clearly because I was clean and clear as well. So can I ask you a question about that? Because I know people are going to be like, okay, what does the voice in my head sound like? Because we get these messages and people are expecting like angel voices and trumpets and fireworks. And they, they, they doubt themselves because they're like, am I just talking to myself? Mm -hmm. Am I imagining this? So how did it feel to you when you say you heard the voice? Yeah. It's almost like, has anybody ever, you know, if you've ever worked with a coach or a mentor before and you're asking for answers and they lay out, you need to do ABC and they give you an action plan. You're like, Oh, that makes sense. I'll go do that. It was like that ABC was implanted in my head and it wasn't another voice that was something not my own. It was my own voice, but it was a different voice inside me, something that was clear and it just made sense. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's what I need to do. So I just, I followed that and it was a really big gut yes reaction. So I followed it. And I think for some people that are more analytical, they're not necessarily going to understand or relate to the voice. And that's cool. So I just want to break this down for you. Your subconscious mind holds every memory, everything inside of it. We have every single answer that we need right inside of the supercomputer in our like in our mind it's there and so when we're talking about listening to the inner guidance when we're talking about the voice it's your it's your subconscious it's you you have the answers you just have to ask for them and then listen Mm -hmm. nobody listens and and you know brett and i we made a few notes before we turn this mic on because we wanted to make sure that there was some action points for you to take away and that we actually compiled our thoughts so that this came out in a strategic way and and we wrote down four really key main areas of you know spirituality that we focus on in business and and i think what we've been talking about here really leads into that first one which is the intuition intuition <laughs> yeah and how would you explain intuition 
Mm, I love this question because it gets so misconstrued. So it really, for me, goes back to listening and becoming aware of how you're feeling. So if you're, and I'm sure there's people out there who have been trying to make a business decision, right? And you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, oh, you know, something about this just doesn't feel right. That's your intuition. It's that gut feeling. It's becoming aware. If you feel like something isn't right, it's usually not right. Yeah. Like I know for me, I didn't listen to my intuition during my marriage. Like I was with somebody for 18 years and three years before it ended, I knew that it wasn't right, that it was wrong, that I was unhappy, but I didn't listen because that's scary. And so I stayed in a relationship three years longer than I should have. But what you also need to recognize is sometimes when we're not listening to that, we fill the void with stuff. Mm. And that is how I got myself into so much debt so many times. It's like, oh, this relationship isn't working. Let's fix it by buying stuff. Let's fill the holes with stuff. Yes. But what happens is when you listen and when you finally, like when we both finally just said, this isn't working, like I respect you, whatever. Oh, God. It was like the feeling of just being so light. And yes, it was sad and it was scary, but I felt so light and relieved. Free. 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 And it's the same with business. When you're, tra- you, uh, we know people, like there's people out there that have business partners. It feels heavy. They know something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Even when, uh, I was transitioning into business coaching and I knew for about a year to two years that I wanted to make the pivot before I actually did. And, you know, intuitively knowing the shift I wanted to make, but like what Brenda said, what holds you back is fear. And, you know, we get into our head of all the things that could go wrong or why we shouldn't do something or that judgment factor. And with knowing I wanted to pivot into business coaching at the end, my fitness business financially actually did struggle. And it was harder for me to get clients in, even though I wasn't actioning differently. So there's something energetically there about when you are in alignment with what you should be doing, everything will flow. So if, if there's anything in your business right now that doesn't feel really good, that doesn't give you a, yes, I want to do that reaction, that doesn't light you up and, and that doesn't feel heavy, that's what you should be doing. But or if there is something that doesn't feel good, start to a- analyze at where it feels heavy and what you should be doing. And, and you've really taught me, Brenda, about the heavy and light. Mm-hmm. So you ask yourself, does this feel light or does this feel heavy to me? And making sure that that heaviness isn't a fear factor because fear will always be there. But there are, there, and you know, listening here, you know there are things that you probably should be doing that you're not be out of fear. And you might even be, you know, triggering some of those heavy moments in your business right now. And, you know, even my breast implants, I intuitively knew that something was wrong with my body. And even when I was having my implants removed, like there was no test to tell me that my implants were making me sick. There was no doctor that who, who could tell me that. They all told me I was healthy, but I knew something was wrong. And I, and I figured if, if I can listen to myself enough and I've tried to weed out all the possibilities, I'm going to take a chance. And it ended up being right. So I find the more that you trust those moments where you say yes to yourself, you almost validate your intuition more and more. And I think people out there too sitting there going, well, what does light and heavy feel like? You will know. 
heavy feels wrong. I joke because I call it the no-no feeling. <laughs> I have the no-no feeling. It, you might have, like, literally, a, your chest might get heavy. You might have heaviness that feels sadness. You will know. So even if we tried to explain what it felt like, you'll just know. Trust us. Yeah. And then message us when you figure out what you feel like. Yeah. I even use intuition on, you know, sales calls with clients, bringing clients on. And I think there a lot of people can know when they're they're bringing on a troublesome client or a pain in the ass client. And I stopped and Joe and I've had this conversation over and over again. We don't push people into our business. We don't do hard sales because if I have to force someone to come into my business, it probably isn't a right situation. If I don't energetically feel that this is a good match, I'm not going to push it in just for the income because down the line, it's going to cause me more pain anyways. That's an important point though, because with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially ones that are just starting out, they're coming from a place of scarce and lack and fear. And so when you are trying to fit that client in and you're sitting there and you're like, man, I just, this doesn't feel right. I don't think this is the right client for me, but your brain is going, oh, but we need the money. I need the money. my bills. Yeah. It'll all work yeah. out. Yeah. Listen to that. <laughs> and I find like the more I've listened to that and last fall, we actually even fired two clients. So we, you know, and you know, we lost a chunk of income. And at one time we fired two clients at once because we realized they were causing us more negativity than positivity. And I find the more that you can bring in that right fit and not look at the monetary goal of that, you will attract way, way, way more high vibing clients. So it's almost like struggling very short term to make up for that long term gain. And working through that resistance, when you hit that wall of resistance, when you hit that, oh, I got to get rid of these clients, I'm going to lose money, everything's going to fall apart. That wall, that resistance on the other side of that is massive fucking growth. Mm. And when you bust through that, everything becomes easier. You also validate to the universe as well that I am not worth this. I am worth this. And the more that you can validate your own worth of the the quality of client that you want to bring in, what you're worth for your services or transformation that you give, and the type of business that you want to be running, the more that you will get that. And you said the magic thing too is like, you'll bring in the right high-vibing clients. Like with me, because I do energy work with people, I don't necessarily talk about that. I don't promote it. I do a lot of stuff with crystals. And it was funny because people were coming to me and are coming to me for the NLP and the hypnosis stuff. And when they get there, I realize they're on a spiritual path of growth. And they're coming to me to help them with this, even though neither one of us probably realized it in the beginning. Yeah. And so it just all unfolds. But isn't that so cool? <laughs> because it's it's funny. Like, at the human core, we want to feel love. We want to feel connection. We want to feel like we are here for something more. And we want to feel that we are being guided by something more. You know, no matter what that belief of faith is for you, whether it's spirituality, whether it's religious, it all just comes down to that belief. And it's funny, like all of our mentorship and mastermind students, we get deep into spirituality because it's not just about business. You know, you're, you're growing a business in order to feel fulfilled in your life a certain way, which comes back to deep, deep connection with what you're doing, why you're here and who you're connected with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's such a good point that you brought up. Yeah. There. And if it makes people feel better to think of like pillars, because I know the analytical minds out there going, I don't know about this. That's totally me yeah, too. Just, I know. I know. That's why I'm saying this because I know you. But like, just if you need to call it a pillar, call it a pillar. But just understand 
that the spirituality part of you, the listening to yourself, the internal guidance, it's just all a piece of who you are. Like, it's not mystical, magical, woo-woo. In fact, most of it's science, so. Yeah, which is kind of what validated a lot more spirituality for me. And I find, like, I have dabbled in and out of spirituality. I used to come back to it when I was in a point of pain. And I think this is a lot of people do that, whether you're going through a breakup or a loss, maybe you've lost a job, um, a loved one. We kind of come back to faith and belief when we need it the most. But the more I start utilizing it in my everyday life, the more it's been there to support me and give me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like going to the gym only when you feel fat, as opposed to making it a regular routine in your every everyday They're life. only eating good when you have to go on a cruise and wear a bathing suit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. You starting, it's like, you know, I learned that first with meditation a couple of years ago, you know, only doing it when I needed it. And now I do it on a regular basis. And then it's always there to support you. And you don't end up in those deep rabbit holes of pain anymore. Well, and people get so used to living in fear and living in pain and living in scarcity and lack that it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. And so we don't even recognize it. So when you go through, again, so to speak, a spiritual awakening and you start to realize that, holy crap, like I feel happy all the time and people are asking you what's wrong with you. Why are you happy? When you get to that level of energy and that level of vibration, man, you just you don't want to not have that anymore. It's yeah. addictive. Yeah. You said something there that, that brings us into our next point uh, about recognition and And our next point is consciousness, Mm. or we can also call it awareness. A lot of people don't really know what that word conscious means. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's just call it awareness. And I want to ask you here listening, you know, how aware are you of your behaviors, of your thoughts, of your patterns in your life? And how aware of you, like, are you every day we do things, we wake up, we brush our teeth, we wash our hair, whatever, we drive. We don't even realize we're on autopilot doing that. Mm-hmm. And so we start to just drift. We drift and we don't recognize it. And when you start to recognize that, that is when you become aware. When the self-doubt, and I just did a recording about this, when the self-doubt comes up and you can go, oh, I'm being negative to myself again. And you can shift that pattern and replace it right away. That is you becoming more consciously aware. Mm-hmm. When you are aware of the subconscious shit going on in your mind, you become more consciously aware. Yep. And you know, for those of you who want to learn how to be how to be start aware, how to be how to start being more aware, I think it comes down with intention. Mm-hmm. So, even for myself with so- social media and Instagram, I have to be very aware of how I'm feeling while on these platforms. And I will catch myself way faster than I used to being in the comparison mode. And I think everybody here can understand this point of looking at someone else's business or branding or their photos look so pretty or oh my god they're making so much money why isn't this happening to me or why doesn't my business look like that and when we end up in these states of comparison comparison then we end up with the self-doubt and then you end up in a rabbit hole of self-sabotaging and if you're not conscious enough and aware to catch yourself at the beginning of these stages you will keep self-sabotaging in your business over and over and over again. I'm sitting here nodding my head like a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the other thing that happens is when we go down that rabbit hole, we end up playing the victim. And once you become the victim again, it's so hard 
to break out of that. Yep. The other cool thing too is that when you start to become more aware of things, you will pick up on other people's habits. So for anybody who's a trainer or working with people directly or like nutrition people, you're going to start to pick up on their patterns. You're going to start to recognize when your client is being a victim, when they're making excuses. Like it's going to elevate your business a hundred times more. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with becoming more conscious and aware is that you're not looking at the short-term gratification. So to be more conscious and aware means, okay, how I am acting and thinking and feeling today is going to impact me tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. So Brenda and I are actually, we're up in Alora right now. We decided to take a couple days away as a girl trip. And, you know, leading into this, we were kind of back and forth going, well, I don't want to drink. You know, I don't want to come back feeling less depleted than coming away. And we came into this with actual intention on how we wanted to feel leaving this trip. Mm -hmm. So that takes massive consciousness and awareness to say, okay, I'm going away for three days because I want to increase my energy. I want to feel, you know, more connection to myself and Joe and my business. How can I go and do that? So we've been on nature walks. We've been eating fresh vegan food. I think we were in bed last night at like 930 or 10. (laughs) Like, you know, so being more conscious just means, okay, I'm doing this because I'm looking for this outcome in the future. And being conscious also keeps you in the present moment. And I know everybody's heard me talk about this, so I'm blue in the face, but it's important. We can't live in the past. We can't live in the future. You need to be present. The present moment is literally what sets up and creates your future. So we were present. We decided what we wanted our future to look like. And so when we leave here, we'll feel amazing and fresh and clear. People need to be present. Stop making yourself anxious about worrying about what the future looks like. Just be present. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who are new to this, just start looking at how am I feeling and thinking right now? And are those thoughts and feelings serving me in my life and in my business? Or are they giving me a disservice? And then you can start to pivot and shift and, and make better choices moving forward. Yeah. It's well, and it kind of, and we had this conversation earlier, even there's this whole self-love movement out. And I know I've been working and you know, this, I've been working through a lot of heart energy stuff and being more compassionate with myself. If we are running around saying that we love ourselves, no matter what size we are, whatever, if you are filling your body and your mind with crap, I'm telling you right now, you don't fucking love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about energy and vibration because that's our next point. And uh, yeah, we're both like getting excited talking about this because <laughs> literally uh, we could do a whole podcast around <laughs> energy and vibration. So Brenda, how is energy and vibration spiritual? Okay, so I'm actually just going to break. She's so excited. She's so so excited right now. My arms are (laughs) flailing around. (laughs) So basically, when you talk about energy or vibration, it's literally your state of being. So if you want to break this down, chunk this down even more, it's your emotion. Energy and vibration comes from emotion. So when people are like, raise your vibration, what I'm really saying is get happy. (laughs) So... People look at that and they're like, well, I don't know what that means. Okay, think about this. Have you ever had to deal with a client who is difficult or even deal with a not difficult client, but you were not in a good state of mind? You go in, 
you're like, oh, I got to do this, whatever. You're working with the client. You're feeling kind of shitty. You might be feeling kind of negative. You just feel low. That's low vibrational energy. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're feeling like that, other people are feeling you feel like that. Mm-hmm. When you are happy and you're amped up and you're lit on fire and you're out there doing it, that is like high vibrational. When you are in love, I joke, I'm like, you want to be in love or above? Because love is one of the highest vibrations you can have. You go stand in nature, you talk to the trees, you touch them. Nature vibrates at the highest level and it changes your state of being. It just all comes back to emotion and your state of being. Yes. And another word for vibration we can use is frequency. Yes. And I think a lot of people can understand that, you know, frequency will go up and down. And even as we're recording this, you know, on my screen, I can see the frequency of the pitch of our voice. So the higher our voice, the higher that frequency goes. And and your body vibrates at that exact, you know, same, same levels as well. So when we're looking to elevate our life, make more money, have a better lifestyle, be happier. We literally need to increase our energy because frequencies and vibrations like to match. Mm. And let's say you want a six-figure business. That is a certain type of vibration and an energy and frequency. So you as a person, as a being, as a vibrational being, literally need to match that same frequency of that goal. And if you are not vibing at that same high frequency, there is no way that is ever going to come into your life. And what Brenda was saying there was amazing about, you know, we can either increase our vibration or decrease it very easily. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the sun is shining bright today. Sunshine is a very high energy. It will increase your vibration. And I think we've all been at points where the sun hasn't been out for days. What's your mood like? Ugh. You just feel heavy and Heavy and low and, and tired <laughs> and you just want to lay and sleep. Well, it's because it brings down your vibration. Another super easy way to increase your vibration, and I'm sure you all have these when you go to the gym, you have that one song that just lights you up. Stand up, dance around, flip, like fling your arms up and down, fist pump. I don't care what you do. Move your body. It changes your state. There is no way if you are in a miserable mood and I put on a happy song, maybe it is the song happy, and I tell you to stand up and throw your arms, there's no way you can stay miserable. Yeah. The other thing you can do to change somebody else's vibration, and I do this all the time, smile at them. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you have to do. You're putting your energy onto them. When you see somebody having a bad day, give them a compliment. When you see, But it has to be authentic. Don't just be like, oh, that's a nice purse. Yeah. Like, Just give them some of your energy. The fastest way to change other people is to change yourself. Yeah, and I think we've all been in situations where, whether it's a friend or a family member, you know, let's say you have a conversation with them, a lunch or a dinner, and if you walk away feeling drained and, de- and depleted, that's because they are low vibing and they have brought you down. Yeah. So the more that you want to improve your life, your financial situation, like just overall quality of living, you need to make sure that you are around the things and using the tools in your life to constantly increase your vibration. And also look at the clients you're bringing in are you always bringing in the high maintenance client are you always bringing in the clients who never seem to have success are you always bringing in the clients who are just they always seem to have some sort of drama in their life if you are there's a reason for that it's you you're the reason that that is happening because your energy vibration 
is attracting those people. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, we can go even deeper into this. If you're someone who's struggling to get clients to pay you, if you're having clients who are flaky, who don't want to stay around, if you're having clients who, you know, they're always miserable or they're not getting results, have a look at how you are operating in your life. Because just what I said, like you will vibrationally match what you bring in. So are you someone who pays your bills on time? Are you someone who acts in accordance with what you want to bring in? Because it's literally, it's parallel. You cannot want a better quality of something coming in if you are not even living that in your life. Well, and also, I love this topic because me and Money Mindset, if you pay your bills and you feel like you're going to throw up on yourself every time you pay your bills, you're paying your bills from a place of lack. You're transmitting that energy onto your clients. They are going to start paying you from a place of lack. They're going to start being late. They're going to start skipping payments. They're going to start telling you, well, something came up and I don't have the money. And I'm telling you right now, if you want something bad enough, you always have the money for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. And I think we've all been in situations where like something goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and something, and you just like, you're in like a tornado of like shit. And mm -hmm. you're like, why is all this bad stuff happening? But then also, let's say you just fall in love and maybe you get a new job and you feel good and the sun is out and you're like, oh my God, all this good stuff is happening. It's not a coincidence that either the, the good gets better or the worse gets worse. It's true. And we talked about this at the Mastermind the other day. Like there's people in that group that I've been working with for several months. And one of them even said, like, my life and my business has become easy. Yes, I'm taking action and yes, I'm doing things. But it's so weird because I'm just happy all the time. Mm -hmm. He's also choosing to be happy. We have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point about the, the easy word. And it's funny. I'm not working any harder than I've ever worked in my business. But I am making way, way, way more money. Because over the past few years, I have been in, very intentionally chose who I hang out with, how I develop myself, how I act, how I treat mm -hmm. my body, and what I surround myself with. So the more good will come into your life. So making more money is not about always working harder. It's looking at how are you vibrating and what are you attracting into you. And, and that it, takes a really conscious yes, effort to be able to, to change. <laughs> and it's interesting, too, because you also have to be willing to open yourself up to receive the good energy, to mm -hmm. receive the money. Money is energy. Everything, in fact, is energy. The chairs we're sitting on are energy, <laughs> like yeah. it just is. And energy likes to flow. So if your body is stagnant, if your mind is stagnant, your energy is not flowing, nothing is going to feel easy. Yeah. It's going to feel hard. Yeah. I love that you said that energy likes to move, which oh, I was why I think activity is so important. And if you even think about it from the negative context, I know that if I'm upset, I can't sit still and it's like that upset anger energy inside me wants to go and clean and move or go work out because it, energy wants to move. So if you aren't moving your body on a regular basis to fuel the good energy, then then it stays stagnant. And, and you don't even have to go to the gym and lift weights for like two hours. Go for a walk. Yep. Like, Don't you find it interesting? The human body was actually designed to be in motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, being somebody who was over 300 pounds at one time and didn't really move a lot, when I look back at that part of my life, I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, When you worked in your corporate job, what was that environment like to oh, work in? 
Well, let's just say, first of all, I had a giant crystal on my desk to protect me from negative energy. But that environment was very, the word I would use other than toxic is judgmental and stagnant. It was like people would constantly be getting sick because the air doesn't really like circulate. And once one person gets a cold, everybody gets it. And you're at a desk and you're not really moving around. Now, to be fair, the company I worked at did bring in some walking desks. They had one on two floors. So you could rent out the desk and walk and do your work. What I did, I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. My job just didn't allow it. But you just get so used to sitting on your ass and not moving. And there's fluorescent lights above you. I was lucky I sat by a window and I, for three months, I had to put in a proposal to get a freaking plant because I wanted a plant by my desk. But it, it keeps you stagnant and you're just... You feed off of everybody else's energy. I would play games. This sounds awful. When I knew that I was going to be leaving months ahead of that, I had to keep myself in a state of happiness or else like nothing would work. Plus, I was building my business at the same time last year. So I would go into the building and I would just walk and I would be aware and I would listen to people. And you can do this. You don't have to work in corporate. Go walk in a mall. Yeah. Listen to what they're saying. Everybody is complaining about something. Everybody is bonding over negative shit that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. This is actually a fantastic exercise for anybody listening here. As you're going about your day right now or or, or tomorrow, depending on what time of the day is, is it is that you're listening to this, every person you come into interaction with, or you can even do this on social media with reading people's posts or watching their videos and evaluate, is this person low vibing or high vibing? Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to tell, like you will feel magnetically drawn in and happy and uplifted to the high vibing people. And be aware that when you do start to be magnetically drawn to these high-vibing people, your tolerance for the low-vibing people will (laughs) be be very small. You'll be like, I just don't have time for (laughs) this. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Yes, yes. It will start to actually exhaust you the more high-vibing people you get around. And this is why I love group coaching. This is why I love going to events where people all want the same good things to come into their lives because you feed off of that energy. Mm-hmm. So, and this, for, for so long in my business, because my fitness business was solely online, I, I can see now that I had put so many ceilings on myself because I stayed alone behind my computer, running my online business, and I didn't get to connect with other high-vibing entrepreneurs. So the more that you can get out there and get around other people, the faster your life will, will improve. Well, even when I started coaching, so I started working with just Joe last year, and then I moved into the mentorship, and I had not been exposed to a lot of other entrepreneurs. I mean, I was around you and Joe, but that when I got in the room with these other people, I literally, I was like, oh, what? You're like, they're my people. These are my people. What is going on? They're all like, what's happening? And even in the mastermind now, like the the vibration in that room for those two days, that was almost exhausting because we were all so high vibrational. It's funny you said that (laughs) because Joe messaged me this morning. He's like, I'm getting so many messages from people about the energy that was in that room. 
Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But when you put yourself around that, and that was one of the things too that made it harder for me to go back to my corporate job when I had to do that because I was in this like high bi- vibing zing zing energy, and then. But <laughs> don't you think it was coincidence that you spent almost ten years trying to leave corporate, yeah. but you tr- were trying to do it alone? I know mm-hmm. you had another coach before, mm-hmm. but the more you surround yourself and you get around that high vibe, you're just like, I need. It's like a drug. You're like, I need more of this. Yeah, <laughs> and also you just said something too. And this relates to a lot of the people out there who are just strictly trying to build the online business. Be aware. Mm. That's great. But you need human contact. You need people to help you grow. You need that energy. You need to feed off of that. People are like, well, you you do online stuff. Yeah, I do. But I see the people. We're having conversations. (laughs) And I like that you said that because a lot of people think that they want an online business for freedom in their lives. But... All humans crave connection. And I was feeling so lonely at the end. And now, I mean, we have some online uh, programs, but I wouldn't change my business model for anything. We see our clients. We put our clients in groups. We do Skype calls. For my own fulfillment in my business, I need that. Yeah. Like, I crave that now. So for those of you who are wanting that online business, what's your intention behind that? Is that to make things easier for you and and think that you want more money? Because ultimately, if you're not fulfilled from the connection standpoint, the money and the ease won't ever come in. And also understand that, and this is hard for people to wrap their head around, money and energy and your vibration, it all flows. You don't have to be in front of a person is what I'm trying to say. So if you have a low vibe and you're putting stuff out there on social media or online, your your shitty energy is still coming across to people. It's yep. still rubbing off on people. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I make a really good intention, you know, if I'm getting on the phone to talk to someone for the first time or I'm about to get on like a client call or, you know, even about to go and speak in front of a group of our students, I make sure that my state is at its best because you will feel that energy. And I think we've all walked into a room and we're like, oh, what was just happening here? Whether it was an argument or a disagreement, or maybe even someone was talking about you. Like, you feel that. We've all had that situation. So whether you think you're giving off a vibration or not, you are. So you need to check in with yourself consistently. I wasn't going to go down this road, but I kind Let's of go. feel like we should we got go time. down this we road. Got time. Speaking of the, the going into a room and feeling yucky stuff, there, you can clear that. I feel like people need to understand, open a window, light some incense, get yourself a state like sage stick. And I know that may sound really woo-woo to people, but it's, again, energy, the smoke, the stuff, the light, the air, it moves it because it's circulating. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like there's so many people sitting out there listening to us right now going, well, oh my God, how do I get the bad energy off me? Yeah. Well, like that, you can do it. Yeah. It's pretty simple. So It's funny about the, the sage stick as well. So if anybody has ever heard of smudging or sage, it's something that you, you light on fire and there's a, a smoke that, that clears energy. Um, Brenda, you and I both see the same energy healer, mm-hmm. Danielle. And it's interesting, at the beginning of this year, Joe and I were feeling very disconnected to our, our home. And I, I was looking around and I it almost like I felt like I wasn't a part of my house anymore. And I didn't like the furniture. And Joe and I are like, let's just redecorate the whole house. Let's get rid of everything. And I think a lot of people can think about that maybe from a wardrobe perspective where you just want to like throw things out and start over. But what Danielle helped me realize is that it was the energy in our home. Yeah. And we have clients in our home. We had a ton of people over for Christmas. And I never thought about the different energies that were in our home. So she's like, go home, 
light the smudge stick and go and cleanse your home in every room, especially your office where you have clients in. And I did that and it changed the entire feeling. Our house felt light. I think we go back to this light and heavy feeling again. It felt light. It felt clean. It felt fresh again. Well, even when I was over during the holidays, I didn't realize how many people you had in your house. And I was like, are you guys clearing this space out ever? Like, yeah. you need to clear this out. I remember you mentioned it to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you said yeah. it to me passing. And then Joe and I were having some, like, energy issues. And we saw Danielle. And she's like, yeah, like, you need to cleanse your home. It is, though. People don't recognize it. Also, the big thing, if you are sick, so say you have a cold or the flu or somebody in your house, the wash your sheets, obviously, common sense. Change your toothbrush. <laughs> open the windows. Clean some things. Mm-hmm. Helps the energy move through because you don't, sickness is a low vibration. You don't want that hanging around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our last point here, which I think is very interesting. I, I think our listeners are really going to... We save the best for last. We save the best for last, which is ego. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> um, I, I think ego is a good and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't think there's any you know, right or wrong with it. We can look at it in a couple different ways. And I think ego is good to get people into motion sometimes. But I think it's great to always check in and see and asking yourself, where's the space that I'm making decisions from? Am I making these decisions out of fear or am I making them out of love? Mm-hmm. How would you explain ego? So ego is really just, it's the identity that we're creating for ourselves based on the stories we tell ourselves. But the challenge here is that most of the stories we tell ourselves are bullshit and they're fear driven. And so we start to feel fear about judgment, fear about not having love, fear about being abandoned, fear about losing ourselves. And you can see people's identities. Even if you look through social media, you can see it's the pinhole. It's saying, I'm coming from ego. I'm only going to allow you to see a certain part of me. I'm only going to allow you to see this. Like for me, my ego kicked in massively when I shifted niche markets for money mindset and success, because it was, well, why, why are you teaching people about money mindset and success and clearing that crap out of their head when you're not rich and famous? Who's going to work with you? Mm-hmm. Oh, guess what? Everybody works with me because I'm a real person mm-hmm. and I'm going through the shit with you. I understand where you are and I can take you through it. But I had to have the conversations with myself. I had to be consciously aware yeah. yep. that that was happening. And I think your ego breaks down more and more and you allow it to shed the more you're more consciously aware, the more that you trust your intuition and the more that you are higher vibing. Mm-hmm. So if you are low vibing and you are tired, you don't feel good, you don't have low confidence, you're naturally going to want to let your ego to kick in to make you feel good. So here's a couple of examples. In my fitness business back years ago, I would only post photos of myself in shape. That was my ego giving me that boost of confidence. Well, I'm only going to show this side of Sarah because I know people like this side of Sarah and they validate this side of her. So that makes me feel good. And also from the standpoint of people aren't going to want to work with me for my fitness gifts if they don't think I'm in shape. And I know a lot of fitness professionals struggle with this. 
Another really big ego hit I took was when I was switching from fitness coaching to business coaching. And I've, I've talked about this here on my show. It was so hard for me to change that identity. For 10 years of even, of how I even started showing up on social media was Sarah the Fitness Girl. And then knowing I wanted to go down this next path, but like literally couldn't even post on social media about what I wanted to talk about. So that was my ego saying, no, Sarah, people see you as this identity. You're value, you're validated as this identity. And I had to give myself a swift kick in the ass and slowly start doing it. And and then after you start making these ego shifts, you'll look back and you will laugh at yourself. Oh, like hysterically. And you're like, why <laughs> was I even thinking like that? And you'll you'll the main thing is you'll realize that no one fucking cares that it was all a story in your head of the identity that you place on yourself. And it all comes back to self-doubt. Like all the people I work with, I work with some amazingly talented, smart people it all comes back to self-doubt and when we allow ego to take over I'm just going to say this when you allow ego to take over you're being selfish because you are supposed to be out there helping other people Mm -hmm. change and shift their lives Mm -hmm. when you keep your message to yourself you're being selfish yeah (laughs) if you can't you know get on video and talk about how you help people or the information that you know That's your ego kicking in out of fear. You don't want to show you talking on camera because you might mess up. People might realize you're not that perfect human. People might realize that you have faults. That's your ego trying to protect you. When in reality, no one fucking cares. Like, Well, and we did a really interesting exercise at the Mastermind that ties really well into this. mm. So we were talking about social media and how you do your posts. So the exercise is right down five other topics that don't really relate to what you're doing and then start talking about that. So for me, I'm a money mindset coach. I help people have performance. One of my topics was rescue animals. And it, it this fucking exercise was a struggle for me <laughs> because I could not wrap my head around why anybody would care about my life. I was like, why would people care if I have rescue animals? Why do people want to know about crystals and it's funny because when I post about crystals because I kind of been doing a little bit more those are the I get so many comments on that Mm -hmm. I was talking about energy and I happen to mention orgasmic manifestation I had no idea topic (laughs) but like it took so much for me to say that because coming from ego I'm like oh I don't want to get judged about this and I just blurted it out I'm like this is one of my topics and the whole room was like oh my god so when you think when something makes you uncomfortable, it's just do it. <laughs> just step yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. do it. And I think, you know, the more consciously aware you are of how you're being fed in. So if you're watching a whole bunch of other people online and you're like, oh, my God, they're so perfect. They have the best business ever. And you end up in that comparison mode. Your ego is going to kick in for you not wanting to show up as your authentic self. Because, I mean... I think we all know that we're not perfect. We have our quirks. We poop. We fart. We're we're human beings. We all do it. But we, we put people on pedestals of being these like perfect creatures who have everything figured out in life. And then we shame ourselves for not being perfect. So then our ego kicks in saying, well, you can't show up as yourself because people won't like you. That's not perfect. That's not how so and so shows up. But it's funny, the more, and I felt my ego massively drop over the past 
definitely the past four months. And the more I'm just showing up, whether I'm like wearing makeup or whatever I'm doing, the more it cultivates a conversation with people. And the more I share about who I am, the more connection people feel to me. So, and I know when I say that, people are like, yeah, that makes sense. But, but we don't do it. But you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So, ego, yeah, it's a hard subject. If we could literally do a whole podcast on the ego and like shadow side, yeah. which maybe we will eventually, but like just understand if something gives you that resistance, it, that's your intuition telling you that you should actually just bust through that. Just do it. Just put yourself out there. And I know if you look at people on Instagram and they're using like the funny filters and stuff at the dog ears, I'm willing to bet you they are fearful of putting themselves out there. So by being silly, that makes them feel better. Mm hmm. So the girls who have solely Instagram accounts of just their body, that's, that's from an ego perspective. And as much as you you might like their personality, as much as they do share their life, they are validating their ego every single day by being liked by the appearance of their body. And, you know, even we see this with the self-love movement too, you know, maybe it's a, it's a bigger girl who is showcasing her body, she's still feeding her ego. Yeah. So there's a lot, the more I've actually shed my ego, the more I can scroll through social media. I'm like, oh, you just want attention. You just want attention. You just want attention. Yeah. And, and that's really like online world is everybody is grasping for attention. Everybody wants to be heard. But the next time you go to post something, ask yourself, what is my intention behind posting this? Am I looking to be validated? And I even catch myself, well, how many comments did I get? Mm-hmm. Or how many people are watching my story? And you never totally shed the ego. Like, it's, it's always going to be there. But the faster that you can be consciously aware and catch yourself, the more you'll let that slip. And then that judgment and that self-criticism will stop as well. Because the ego loves to criticize you. Oh, yeah. So does your subconscious mind. Yeah. Everything loves to criticize us. But once you recognize it and you circumvent that shit. Yeah. If so, on that topic, when you have something come up, when you feel yourself being judgmental to yourself or somebody else, take a moment, notice it, and then replace it with a positive thought. And if you're being judgmental to somebody else, ask yourself what's triggering you there. Because there's something there that's a piece of you that needs to be healed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we bring up this topic about spirituality. And and a lot of these things that we're saying, you're probably like, yeah, I, I understand that. This isn't new information to me, but how, how much of this are you actually utilizing in your life and business? Because I think a lot of people are looking for outside answers. They're looking for, oh, what's the how to, or what funnel will make me this money? Or how many ads should I throw into, you know, my Facebook or how much money should I throw into my ads for Facebook marketing? Will that give me the result? And the physical outside stuff helps. They're tools. But if you are not aligned internally, if you are not consciously aware, if your energy vibration is not high, if you are driving from ego all the time, the results in your business or in your life or relationships, whatever it is that you're striving for, will never, ever be optimal. Mm -hmm. And understand that like we give meaning to things. So I'm sure there's some of you listening to this that are being triggered by the word spirituality. Yep. So if that word spirituality does not resonate with you, Don't use it. It's not about you can believe in God or Buddha or the universe or nothing or whatever. This word spirituality has been bastardized. People are like, oh, hippy dippy, airy fairy, whatever. No, if it's triggering you, 
And again, I'll say, ask yourself why it's triggering you. But just don't use it. Yeah. Spirituality is just about being. Mm-hmm. It's about being you and trusting you and letting go of the how. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can admit it's a bit of a trigger word for me. And this is actually why we're doing this show. And, you know, you probably heard me cough at the beginning of the show. And you, you <laughs> noticed this too, Brenda. So we... <laughs> I've been saying that I want to do a show to kind of come out of the spiritual closet yeah. a little bit. And then Brendan and I were talking the past couple of days of, of how we were going to do this for you. And we hit the record here and my throat choked up. I got hoarse. I had to cough. I've been drinking water this whole time. And I, I know now because I'm consciously aware this was myself resisting doing this talk. And I'm like, no, we're going to flow through this and just do it. Um, because spiritual spirituality is a trigger word for me. Because I don't want people to think I'm airy, fairy, fluffy, living in la-la land. Because I like to think I'm a very grounded, assertive person, which I know that I am. And I know that the way that I talk comes across that way. But sometimes we create these stories in our head that hold us back. It's also recognizing, too, and I'm starting to realize this. There's probably way more people that resonate with this and resonate with mm-hmm. energy and vibration and spirituality and crystals and whatever. And they're just afraid to talk about it. Yeah. They're just afraid to say, Oh, and then when you open up, they're like, Oh my, yeah, girl. Yeah. 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 And I would rather live my life in business from ease and flow and trusting my own internal guidance than living from fear and judgment and ego and low vibing. Oh, my God. Life and business just becomes so much more enjoyable. Effortless. Effortless when you're coming from a place of love. And you know that I've struggled with this. I I struggled with the whole, oh, it's so easy. It feels so easy because I thought I was going to be judged. People were like, well, you're not, you're not even hustling. You're not grinding. Mm-hmm. You're not. I'm taking action every single day, but I just choose to do it from a place of, happiness and love and yes life is not all rainbow sunshine and fucking unicorns but when something happens to lower my vibration I become aware of it and I shift out of it really fast whereas in the past I might have dwelled on it for like a month yeah and I think that a lot of people don't understand spirituality because sometimes it's not tangible And this is why we've broken this talk down this way, to give you guys some tangible examples and action steps to help you get into motion with this. Because Joe and I lately, we've been almost like giggling at each other because life feels so fucking good. We've never made so much money. Uh, Client, the, the best clients come to us. Our relationship is awesome. Like life feels blissful and perfect. But we have done so much work spiritually together and separate over the past few years that I know that that is why we're in the position we're in. Now, we take action every single day, but I've taken action in my business since day one. It's never felt this easy and blissful. Mm -hmm. But because we've almost surrendered, trusted ourselves, let go of so much ego, increase our vibration every single day, Things just flow more effortlessly. And you've opened yourself to receive it. I know, and I never (laughs) understood that before. And some of you are listening, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But how do I do that? And it doesn't happen overnight. It's an everyday practice. And I love that word practice because Mm -hmm. we can all understand that. Because there are times when 
I am not high vibing. Like I'll tell you that much right now. There are times where I'm just like sitting in my own funk and I'm like, Sarah, like smarten the fuck up. <laughs> like pull yourself out of this girl. <laughs> it happens all the time. But, but we all get there. All of us. Yeah. There's recognizing it. And one of the steps you can take is learn what you feel like. I bet you half the people out here don't know. What do you feel like? What mm-hmm. does your natural state feel like? And I've got a secret for all of you. Happiness yeah. is actually the natural human state yeah. that we are all supposed to live from. Yeah. One of the really cool things that you taught me, Brenda, was feeling my own energy. And as human beings who are energy and who are vibrations, we attach ourselves to a lot of different people. And we can feel we're naturally empathic humans. Like we can feel if someone starts crying in front of me, I'm going to feel compassion for them. That That's empathy. And those of us who are more sensitive to that can sometimes not even know what it feels like to be in our own energy. And I remember when you made me feel that for the first time, I started crying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, I feel so good. <laughs> and a lot of people don't even understand their own energy and, and how they feel because they haven't done the work on themselves. Because nobody teaches us that. We no. go to school and we learn math and yeah. geography and, and nobody in, teaches us And that. in everyday society, if you're not feeling good, what do you do? Oh, let's go eat sugar to make myself feel good. Let's go have a drink. Let's go smoke a joint or do drugs or let's go shopping to make me feel good or let's go have sex. And we're looking for all of these external short-term gains that ultimately end up usually feeling depleted depending on on how you're sourcing them. But if you're not fueling yourself internally and increasing your own vibration without those external stimulations, you'll never, ever truly feel that blissful happiness. Ever. Ever. Like, trust me, I've tried it. I've tried it all. It doesn't work, (laughs) folks. I've tried it all. (laughs) It doesn't last. And like I said earlier, like once you get to that level of consciousness, you don't want to go backwards. Yes. Because it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I just want to, I feel honestly, and I know this is not crazy, but some days I feel like I'm floating. Yeah. Like I'm just so naturally happy and I don't know, things just don't affect me as much. And yeah. Yeah. I attract the right clients in because I said, I don't want to work with people who just want like small surface level transformations. Mm-hmm. I help people evolve mm-hmm. and that lights my soul on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So those of you who are wanting to work on this, and this is how I really grew into this, was the awareness factor was key. And I think we've all have had days where we know that we're high vibing. Or maybe you've had a few months, and then you end up in a, in a funk. And I hear this a lot with people saying, mm-hmm. I'm just in a funk. And funks can last a month, six months. They can last a year. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention to things that are increasing your vibration or your conscious awareness or how your ego is playing into it, you'll stay lower in those funks. So look at the ways that you can just make yourself feel happier from an internal perspective and stop reaching for the stuff that gives you that short-term quick gratification. And and you probably might have to go through a short-term pain to get over that and think about the long game. Think think about about the long game. So that's an important point. So many people are the away from pain people instead of the towards pleasure. Yes. We should all be towards pleasure. Instead of looking at it and going, oh, I got to go on a diet and it's going to suck. And Well, how are you going to feel? Think about how awesome you're going to feel. Look at the pleasure. Mm -hmm. When you become more aware, when your vibration is more high, think about how awesome you're going to feel. Don't think about leaving pain think about going towards pleasure Mm -hmm. and baby steps the i'm going to give you a tip right now this all comes down to changing our beliefs how we view ourselves how we view the world so when you catch yourself having a negative thought or a low vibrational moment 
catch it. And then automatically, the easiest way to change this belief is create a new belief that's positive. Just what's the opposite of what you're feeling? So if I'm sitting here going, oh, I'm in a funk. Oh, I've caught myself doing that. I've interrupted the pattern. And now I'm going to change that to... I'm feeling happy and high vibrational. Literally, when we talk about changing beliefs, it freaks people out. It's the opposite of what you don't want to feel. That is the simplest thing I can tell you to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we titled this podcast and we started this out by saying, what does spirituality have to do with business? Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. 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 So we're going to wrap this up, but we want you to do us one little favor. And I think this is going to be really, really fun. If you want to come out of the spiritual closet with us mm-hmm. and not actually say it, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode that you're listening to, whether it's on my podcast, The Fulfillment Project, or, or Mind the Limitless Life. Yeah. And I want you to tag us both, Sarah.Fennel and underscore Brenda Johnston. And I just want you to put this in your Instagram stories. Just tag us that you're listening to the episode and we will know that you are out of the spiritual yeah. closet with us. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't have to come out and be like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here, guys. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Just take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram stories, and let us know that you are vibing high with us. Mm-hmm. We'll Love talk. it. We'll talk to you next time, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am Sarah.Fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 